cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence, and it's not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, please follow us on Instagram at Cult Podcast or Twitter at Cult Podcast Show for show updates. And please rate and review the show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require monetary or physical sacrifices as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organization in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Thanks for tuning in to Cult Podcast. I'm Marie Bella. Paige is eating a brownie. I'm Paige Wesley and I'm eating a brownie. <laughs> the best brownies that I think I they're may have ever had. so they're good. And really good. I told you guys, you would never know that they're, you know, yeah. they're good. So mm-hmm. as for those of you unaware, uh, Marie is one of those awful, awful people. Oh, they're well aware. I talk about it Who incessantly. doesn't eat gluten because of some... No oh, allergy. That's I not true. I have a legitimate allergy. I will show you my All labs. Right. I will come to your house and eat gluten and you can deal with my wrath. <laughs> and it won't be fun and you'll be evicted. Your bathroom will not be happy. Okay, your so- shelves, consider them splattered. <laughs> Get them in my shelves. <laughs> you'll never take the shelves. <laughs> Alright, oh. I'm back. I'm back from the dark place of no shelves. <laughs> I, have I shown you that picture? I think I showed you the picture. Hmm. Did I, show you? I didn't. I definitely haven't shown you the picture. There's a picture of what happened one time when I ate gluten and didn't know it. Oh god! And it's, I, I like ate it, realized it, and was like, I need to take a picture of what my stomach looks like now and what my stomach's gonna look like in ten minutes. And I go from looking like I normally look mm-hmm. to a solid like I am gonna give birth to twins any second now oh, in shit. like a matter Jesus. of ten minutes. Damn. It's so scary. So anyway. Is it is it just gas or do you have to? Uh, they told me my intestines were just swollen. I I wish it was gas that I could just like fart out and be happy as uh-huh. a clam, but it's not really like that. It's happy so happy as a farting clam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not gonna say there's not gas involved, but uh, that's not all that that is. No, Damn. Jesus, it sucks. I'm so glad to not. Have any food allergies? You know what? You say that, but then someday you'll turn thirty and be like, "How am I suddenly allergic to avocado?" Don't you put that evil on me? (laughs) I I chance it every time because sometimes I'll eat avocado and I'll be okay, and then other times my throat gets itchy and I sneeze a lot. Yeah, I'll eat avocados every day of my life. I I wish. I wish I could. Yeah. 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 I am. I am lactose intolerant. That's all I got. That's not fun, though. No, it's not. We're about to have pizza, too. Oh, yeah. I am going to die. <laughs> well, I have gas X. <laughs> Actually, be- I don't, but I do need to get some groceries, so maybe I'll uh, Instacart those over, because no, God be- forbid I leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what else do you guys want to know about my GI issue? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's talk about cults. Oh, okay. Um, so, today's cult is called the Life Space Movement, 
Ooh. Or the Shakti Pat Guru Foundation. Ooh. And we're going to get into some fun stuff. It's pretty quick. Uh, There's not a lot out there about this cult, but the sources I used were japanpowered.com, the A to Z of New Religious Movements by George Chrisides, apologeticsindex.org, Mainichi Daily News Japan, Japan Times, and Newsweek International. Okay. So, I didn't hear any blog spots in there. Yeah. There's no, there's no blog. No blogs, no live journals, no, no MySpaces. Wikipedia. No, no Wikipedia on this one. I really, like, tried. You did the work. I did the work, guys. All right. So the leader was Koji Takahashi, and he was born in 1938. At age 14, he went blind in his right eye after an incident with an air gun. <laughs> Later on, he became an accountant. <laughs> oh, this God. is boring. Yeah, I he's, mean, he's, you're gonna shoot your eye out. I was gonna say, yeah, he's very well known by his American name, Ralphie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> from Christmas Story. He's uh, he's pretty boring up until he becomes a cult leader. I, don't, I mean, yeah. But you know what? I don't trust those accountants because wasn't the Vegas shooter an accountant? Oh, I don't know. I, we can cut that out. That was like a legitimate question. I, no, I, I, honestly, I think it's too soon to talk about it. I'm answering you directly. I don't know. But even if he was, I don't think that had a factor. I think there's a factor. <laughs> I'm tired of these fucking numbers. <laughs> like always the numbers and never a bride. Like, what are you <laughs> like, I don't know why that would. It also cut this out, too. It also sounds like a really colorful way to say you hate Jews. My I'm aunt's an sure. accountant. She's I'm Italian. Sure. <laughs> Anyone could crunch numbers, bro. Anyone. I'm, a, I'm accounting on my mom's side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> I'm um, a real accountant. That's how it works. Okay, so anyway, he's good at math. In his adult life, he began to blend together ideas from Christianity, Buddhism, and Hinduism. And in 1983, he took these beliefs and he founded what was known as the Life Space Movement. This all started with self-enlightenment seminars. Seminars, as it always does, I feel like. They, right. And he was like, I'm not a guru. I'm not a guru. Don't call me a guru. But of course, as more followers became uh, part of the movement, all of a sudden he's like, I think I'm a guru. <laughs> so, uh, Kind of like the source where it's like, yeah. you're God, you're God. Maybe I'm God. Yeah, then. exactly. It was exactly like the source family. Hey, I know what I said earlier, but can you guys start calling me a guru, right. please? Exactly. <laughs> Stop calling me Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> um, his courses started at around $5,000, and the whole point was to heal your illness by nullifying one's bad karma. Jeez. His courses were a bunch, some some bullshit. Uh, <laughs> he wanted you to pretend that you were blind or a beggar. Let's see how you like it, huh? <laughs> Think I'm not a guru? So that Stay you could, still. I've got a pellet gun. <laughs> so that you could gain new perspectives in life. Oh, God. Walk a mile in my eye patch, That's huh? kind of like Walk what? Walk a mile in my eye patch. <laughs> I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world, but that's kind of like whenever Oprah puts on a fat suit. Or no, when Tyra put on a fat suit. (laughs) (laughs) Oprah didn't need to, but when Tyra did. I can say this as a fat lady. (laughs) When Tyra put on a fat suit to try and understand how we live, it was offensive as hell. It's it's just like that. Yes. It's... 
is I, I can't imagine someone pretending to be blind and having that not be offensive correct or pretending to be poor and have it not be because because you know it was like a caricature of what it means to be poor or blind <sighs> right like full on he probably had them in rags with like dirt on their face like help me sir I'm just picturing like, a confessional where it's like I had to ask McDonald's for a cup to collect change. Right. And you're like, bitch, there are people that have to save that McDonald's cup because that's also their pillow. Right. Like, stop it. (laughs) Stop it. They probably did fake poor people stuff. Like, they were like, yeah, I was really scared. I would never have shelves, you know? Um, so he wanted them to gain new perspectives on life. And a lot of people from Japan's biggest corporations and universities joined because of the high stress level. Okay. Um, so they wanted to kind of see life in a different way. I feel like this is a commonality in a lot of the cults we see in Asia. Like if you remember yes. Little Pebble, a lot of the uh-huh. people in Little Pebble have had high stress jobs yeah. and then joined Little Pebble. I know. And for other cults that we want to study in the future i feel like that holds true as well yeah it definitely holds true and before they know it they're rubbing yogurt all over their genitals and their <laughs> genitals all over people and right. then supposedly they're enlightened yo foreplay yeah yo <laughs> that was good <laughs> <laughs> but the play is still like p-l-a-i-t yeah, yeah. right 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 yeah in um, fact it should just be foreplay <laughs> With the plate at the end. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> I'm just. This is now a this merch is a idea section. Branding. I'm just yes. shirts that say for play. Yeah, hey, <laughs> play. that's a good one. Hey, I believe in you. Go gird them. You, know? oh. <laughs> you go out there and you gird them. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me think of gird the other gastrointestinal issue. <laughs> oh, G R D. G E R D. Yes. Uh, okay. In its height, it had about ten thousand people. Wow. 200 of them wow. became I feel like that's not true. I feel like they said that. I mean, the one we just covered last week had, you know, probably it was like 800 people in the Facebook group, but then probably like 4,000 and that sounded a lot to me, but then when I would like go through Instagram, I was like, "Damn, that's not a lot." Like not remotely. Yeah. It's easy to get that many people on board with some weird shit. Well, that's the thing. There's so obviously there's so many people in this world as we talked about in uh the Church of Euthanasia, it just keeps on growing. And there's going to be people that are into weird shit I that mean, are going to get yeah. behind whatever it is you're you're pushing. Think of how many people listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And then call Mondo Poppy on Facebook. That's true. Much thanks for the birthday wishes. Also, <laughs> thing to remember in uh in terms of crowds is that they might look small, but like they're actually massive. Donald Trump actually broke the records for how big And there were only like three hundred people, so it was crazy. <laughs> Turned out there was like a million. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what crowds look like. A <laughs> um, two hundred of these ten thousand people became the core members of the group, and they followed Takahashi with blind devotion. Oh, that's. The- <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna be like, I was like, oh, blind devotion is the worst. And then I realized I was like, oh god, because he was blind. <laughs> it, would you have gotten that if I wasn't doing the hokey no, arm movement no, to, to make my it. point? <laughs> Marie was like giving herself a rim shot and adjusting her tie. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I saw all of her devotion. mouth open and go waka waka. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. Um, 
uh as that as as happens then that okay so with that but it really was blind devotion like truly it was they were they were in and they didn't (laughs) give a fuck what he had to say like they'll believe it they'll buy it doesn't matter right that's when he really was like okay i'm a god now um he also said that he was superhuman and he did not need to eat, bathe, or sleep. And I bet you he did all of those things. Otherwise, he wouldn't be living. But um, he probably didn't bathe as much as he should have. That's that's pretty common in uh, deity-known leaders, though. Like, from other Japanese cults that we'll cover in the future, whose leaders had a similar thing, yeah. to even, um, like... North Korean's royal family who yeah. is always said to not need to do the things that normal people do because they transcend. That's what he was getting yeah. at, yeah. He said, I'm a guru. I need not bathe because I cannot get dirty. Like, well, that kind of reminds me of, like, do you remember a couple years ago when um, Kim Jong-un uh, had... made everyone get the same haircut? Yes, I do. Well, <laughs> that, but, like, <laughs> when he had airlifted in, like, 10 pounds of Gouda or whatever... And then ate a ton of it and then was sick for like three days because he was constipated. But they refused to admit that he was constipated. I don't remember any of this. It was a huge deal. Anyway, what was, what was wrong with his haircut? Huh? Hmm? You kind of do. What was wrong with the haircut? Hmm? I had no idea you had emigrated from Korea. Yeah. I mean, no, yours is curlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am better. It is not, <laughs> it is not dissimilar. <laughs> Let's say, if we're comparing haircuts, my haircut is bigger, okay? It's a better haircut. It is so... I can't do that. It's accent. bigly. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> Our haircuts are bigger than theirs. Oh, man. Um, the group then went from a self-enlightenment group and switched gears to following the teachings of Satya Sai Baba. Oh! Yes! Okay. Our good old friend. He claimed that Sai Baba and him had been BFFs for 6,000 years that just kept reincarnating with each other. Did he put it like Sounds that legit. too? Yeah, he said it. He said Ooh, BFF. We, he said hashtag BFF. We've been staying BFFs. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Direct quote. Now, just Did a primer. Did you know him? Because, <laughs> Mondo, you weren't here for our Satya Sai Baba episode. Yeah. True. Break this down in about a minute. Satya Sai Baba, as a teenager, decided that he was the incarnation of Sai Baba, who was a mystic from many centuries before. Yeah. Um, he then went on to do a lot of quote-unquote healings that there's no proof for, and then started a whole big compound where he would bring in Americans in the 1960s who really wanted to like get in touch with Hinduism because they'd be appropriating cultures all up the yang. And then he jerked some of them off, telling them that it was a spiritual enlightenment thing, and then he died. And then in his house, they found a bunch of the shit he was using to make into miracles. And then one of the offshoot cults in Thailand fucking killed a girl. Anyway, go ahead. So that was that. And they were good friends. Allegedly through reincarnation. So then he started to do the Shakti Pat technique, which is when the guru lightly taps his palms on a patient's forehead and body and transfers his energy into the patient's body. Is this just an excuse to slap people and call it I think it's a little more gentle than that. Okay, because I'm... You heal! You heal! Yeah! Yes. So in 1999, one of his followers, Shinichi Kobayashi, slipped in the bathroom in his Osaka home and he hit his head and went into a coma. And when he woke up, he could eat as many hot dogs as he wants. He did not wake up. 
Oh no! Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I never ate a hot dog again. He, they could only IV him hot dogs. After that. So, okay, so I'm so so sorry. So no. he never he never woke up again. No, he did not. He was at the hospital. Takahashi convinced Kobayashi's son that it was a good idea to check Kobayashi out of the hospital after eight days and check him into a hotel so he could do his Shakti Pat technique and get him feeling better and waking up from a coma. No. So they brought him to the Marode International Hotel near Tokyo and stayed in room 1272 if you ever want to go. Okay. Shinichi Kobayashi was 66 years old and when the doctors the doctors declared he had a cerebral hemorrhage which is why he was in a coma. So, okay, shit's going to get real weird here in a second. Um, the doctors obviously thought it was a really shitty idea for them to check him out, but his, I mean, it was his son. What could they really do at this point? So they right. put him in a wheelchair, they propped him up, they weekend at Bernie's him over to the hotel, and they <laughs> got him a room. Takahashi began his famed Shakti Pat method. Okay. On, uh, on the patient, and it wasn't really going well. No, really? They kept him in the hotel and they did this technique for four months. No! Oh my God! Just starving for four months, I guess. Or did they have him hooked up to an IV? No, they got room service. So Here's the thing. No. The hotel staff was like, okay, something's real weird with these guys in 1272. They never let us in. They never want maid service. They never want food. Like, they come and go. They're really quiet. It's bizarre. And things smell weird. <gasps> no. He'd yes. been dead for, like, three of those four months. For those four months, uh, Takahashi had his followers write down his treatment of Kobayashi. The document was titled, Father and Son's Bonds Are Connected at Once When the Son Nurses the Father. This was a five-volume, 2,000-page document. When you said nurses, I immediately pictured breastfeeding, even though I know that's No, that's what I thought, too! (laughs) I'm really glad you had that image. I was just like, Feed, Father. It tastes just like hot dogs. (laughs) Kobayashi was actually dead the entire time. Of course he was. Oh my god. Yeah. What a twist. Oh my twist. God. Oh god. Well, I mean, at 4 months your decomp rate is Ooh. Yeah, it was really rough. Yeah. Uh, even his son Kenji Kobayashi, who was a big believer in everything Takahashi said, he said, "My father looks like a decomposed body. He's not breathing, he has no pulse, and the stench is strong and his face is green." Ooh. And they claimed, no, they actually said, direct quote, wow, Sinichi is smiling. No! <laughs> oh, no! That was actually even much later on. And Takahashi said he knew he wasn't dead because you couldn't pull his hair out. Like, this poor what? man. No. This poor man in death. It's just a corpse. Oh, my He's God. just laying there, dead. They're pulling his hair. The son <laughs> is breastfeeding him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I should laugh. He's so poked terrible. and pro- he's getting slapped repeatedly <laughs> with this shakti shakti pat. This is like the worst sequel to Weekend at Bernie's. I ever. know. I think I'm gonna call this episode Weekend at Takahashi's. Yeah. Oh, or that's Weekend good. at Kobayashi's. No, no, no. Look here. I pull the hair, it doesn't come out. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah, that Young was their, that was their scientific proof that he was not dead. Oh jeez. Are you a doctor? Ah, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't <laughs> Inflammable worry. means flammable water country. <laughs> here, it gets so gross. 
He said the maggots. Were, <laughs> it gets gross. It gets moldy because there's maggots. <laughs> and he just said um, that those maggots were just showing how holy he was. No. Because allegedly these ticks were all over Hindu holy men who practice their spirituality in the Ganges, Ganges River. Okay. I mean, maggots are never good. No, if there's maggots coming out of my body at any point, I would hope that I'm buried and yeah, yeah. people are well aware of the situation. <laughs> no one's like, hey, maybe she's getting better. <laughs> like, I, If I'm in a shitty hotel in Tokyo and there's like a whole bunch of creepy people around me and there's maggots coming out of me somewhere, my life went left. No, look, so, she's smiling. Yeah. And her, hair, and her hair won't come out. No, those are extensions. Teeth. Those are more maggots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the maggots really, really grosses me out. We can't take her head hair out, but uh, we can't even find her nose hair. What uh. do we? Hey, that's true. <laughs> um, when his followers were like, um, he has no pulse. Takahashi was just. I put Takahashi was like. OMG, that's just something an amateur can't recognize. Oh, God. But that no. is what he said, minus the OMG part. Get but he did out of my say way. the BFF part. Out of my, my way. I am a certified public accountant. I'm the <laughs> yeah. one who will tell you the time yeah. of death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me um, squint with my good eye and see if I can find a pulse. <laughs> yeah. The group took colored photos of the corpse. And these, no. these images were included in the book. And because I was being, like, extra creepy, I was like, I wonder if those are online. Yeah, of course. They're not. And if um, they and they might be, but, like, nowhere I'm going to go look. Right. You know what I mean? They weren't on a basic Google image <laughs> As search. Mondo starts to clickety-clack. I know. Well, what's that one? There's a really scary website, and maybe it doesn't exist anymore. Hold on. Um, SomethingRotten.com? No. That might have been it. Okay. I don't remember. It was something my... Okay, talk about harassment. My old boss, when I was 15, used to have me go into his office and be like, come here, Marie, I'm going to show you something on the computer. And I was like, okay. And it would always be like a beheading video or like a corpse rotting. So this is how you got to this point. This is why (laughs) I'm doing a cult podcast. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So thanks for that. And then he'd slap the back of my legs with a wet towel and tell me to get back to work. So anyway, I'm not writing a manifesto about it. I'm just (laughs) telling you that's some weird shit that happened. (laughs) But it made me think of that website. Oh, jeez. Um, when the hotel had been raided by police, Takahashi claimed that Kobayashi had been alive the entire time up until the police had to go fuck it up with an autopsy. No, I swear. <laughs> I saw him eat 62 hot dogs just oh, yesterday. They, they claimed in the book, like, no, we got him drinking tea at one point. Oh, geez. It's just weird to me because I'm like, I know the body postmortem does like weird twitchy things when yeah. things are just like dying. And I know, you know, you poop. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you drink tea and smile. I, it's so creepy to me. There's a really scary um, Asian horror film that I can't remember the name of. Where... Tale of Two Sisters. Yes! <laughs> Thank you, Paige. Where the mom comes back as a ghost because she hung herself in the wardrobe and then it fell on the younger sister. Yep. Yeah. Okay, did you watch that in film class? Yeah, it was in okay. film, I think it was 85A. Yes! Yeah. Okay. Okay, but do you remember the other one where the guy's wife was dead and he kept her in the house for, like, years and her body was decomposing and he'd paint her nails and, like, brush her hair and... 
I mean, Psycho, but like, no, yeah, that, no. Oh, it was an Asian horror film. Anyway, it Ooh. reminded me of this too. But Tale of Two Sisters is so fucking scary. Nerds! Nerds. I don't. Nerds. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. Because that, those movies are scarier to me than the movies that come out, I feel like, now. Because they're just so creepy. They did an American version of Tale of Two Sisters called The Uninvited, and it is nowhere near as scary as Tale of Two Sisters. Tale of Two Sisters is so much scarier. Yeah, that movie is really scary. Yeah. So he actually did a big interview with Newsweek and he said, I'm not as crazy as someone who would treat a dead man. Do you think I'm that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we do. No, you actually are, though. That's the problem. (laughs) God. So even Kobayashi's son seemed to be blind to the obvious. And he was quoted in saying, in spite of our insisting my father was alive and showing evidence to the media, you media people don't seem to be taking our word for it. Fake news. Like, I, <laughs> he's screaming at the media that they don't believe him. And right. It's like, obviously. Right, right. Obviously. So, two members claimed he was in the midst of a smooth recovery at the hotel. Right. Which is, he was openly decomposing. Maggots were coming out of his body. What part of that do you think is smooth? Right. So, they said that their books had evidence that he was alive. The book said he had been in a mummified state, but on November 2nd, he recovered to the level that he could enjoy tea. That was the part I was telling you guys about, that he was completely mummified at oh, this God. point. Oh, God. Takahashi had Where they his, could just pour tea down Yeah, it. exactly. Ooh. Takahashi and his crew wrote a follow-up book explaining everything that led up to the raid and uh, how their lives had been affected after the autopsy. And he did a three-hour interview with Newsweek defending himself and his cult. But police were just like, no. And he was charged with murder. He was sentenced to 15 years, but in 2003, it was cut to seven years when the higher court decided that the murder was not intentional. Which, Ooh. like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was. I think he... I don't think their intention was to murder him. No, I don't I think so either. I that their actions caused it. Well, their actions did... Co- I mean... He was not going to live through this coma. That was clear. But I don't think he should have been taken out of a hospital, put in a hotel room, and then, you know, it's just... Yeah, no. I don't think they wanted to kill him by any means, but... I mean, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, Like, I I wonder, though, like, did he really believe he was alive? Did he genuinely think that? I know some of his followers, because they accepted what he had to say as absolute truth did, but did he actually believe that this guy was living? I mean, I feel like at a certain point when you tell yourself the same lie over and over and over and over and over again, it becomes true to you. Right. Like, you start to believe it. Whether or not that's accurate or not. Right. That happens. Right. So Kenji Kobayashi, his son, was found guilty of not allowing his father to receive proper medical treatment, resulting in death. And he got two and a half years in prison. Takahashi pled not guilty and said it wasn't his fault Kobayashi died because it was because Kobayashi was in the terminal stage of alcoholism and was incurable. So if you know he's incurable. Yeah. Then then you know that whatever you're going to do is not going to cure him. Right, right, right. So. Then there was another little bit of a twist. When they were raided, police also found nine children between the ages of nine and 17 who were living unsupervised in life space apartments. Ooh. So child welfare, a child, a child welfare center took all of the kids. 
uh, one elderly couple was able to petition to get custody of their six-year-old granddaughter whose life space parents had left her with other unsupervised life space children. Good Lord. None of the kids were in school, um, but the parents, the life space parents who dumped them in those hotels and in those uh, apartments were like, we have our own school and they're getting they're getting an education through our life source school. No moms, no rules. Yeah, exactly. Um, they had a budget. The kids would get $10 a day to buy food. Oh, God. It was a nightmare. Like kings. When, <laughs> yeah, for a kid. <laughs> when No, when kids didn't know what to do. They're like six yeah. years old. They have no idea. So when the police got there, their fridges were completely empty. They're all malnourished. Nobody yeah. knows. I mean, it's a mess. Yeah. The members... Um, the, the parents of the children showed up at the Tokyo Metropolitan Office with a letter demanding an explanation as to why their kids were taken. Right. The kids were not um, going to school, and they were unsupervised completely and, quote, forced to endure at the group's facilities. So, like, living with a corpse. Yeah, yeah. Ew. Yeah. Uh, a f- there were also two other records of deaths within the group. A 43-year-old with a kidney problem also visited the group for treatment. And he, he died. That didn't go well. No, really? <laughs> and then a 22-year-old college student also died when taking part in a seminar where they were forced to go into a super, super, super hot, 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 hot tub. Oh, God. For long periods of time in 1995. Oof. To this day, Kenji Kobayashi's daughter still works with the cult. No. And there are 150 remaining members. Damn. Shit. So, like I said, there wasn't a lot on them, but I mean... I mean, that's enough. Their first (laughs) fuck-up was pretty big. Yeah. So, they didn't really get off to a good running start. No, they did not. So. That is a rough one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I mean, you'd creepy. think after they let one guy waste away in a hotel room for four months, people would kind of get the idea. But yeah, I don't. Ugh. What finally clued them in that he was dead? Like at the end of that four months, nothing. They were raided by the police, <gasps> so they they were going to keep going. They were going to just keep going, but oh, the hotel geez. get the hotel. So the hotel had asked them to leave, and they said no. Okay, and the hotel staff was like, okay. They're not letting us in. They're super secretive. And it fucking reeks on their entire floor. Something's not right. Dead shit smells like... Awful. Dead people... Dude, we we found a dead rat one time in my store. And it smelled so horrendous that I I literally tore a part of our shelving apart just to get to it. Because I could not bear to stand it anymore. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I can't even imagine how bad a dead body would smell. Yeah, I can't even imagine that that smell. It. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. So that was how. Oh, go ahead. I mean, we all we all travel pretty frequently. And uh, four months inside of a hotel room. Is that really living anyway? (laughs) (laughs) I guess it depends on the hotel. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, what was the hotel called again? Let me pull it up. One the something sec. international <laughs> hotel motel holiday the, the Mar Road International Hotel room twelve seventy two. My what is it called? My Road M A R R O A D Mar Marode Marod 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 International Hotel. They're dying to get in. Oh, oh my god! Jeez. 
Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I want to see if it's still open. Hold on. Let's go spend a night there, guys. In room 1272. Hell no. Hell no. That's like 1408. And I'll just end up as John Cusack endlessly screaming into the void. Yep. Pretty much. I still want to go to the Cecil Hotel. Wait, is it 1274 or 1272? I think it was 1272. 1272. Oh, that's 11. Never mind. Hey, so the Marode International Hotel has 476 Google reviews with an average rating of 3.6. I stayed here once for a long period of time (laughs) and was real dead. Uh, (laughs) Oh, just from the room next door, it'll be like, there's a weird smell. It won't go away. I've been here for four months. I want to see if there's any um, reviews from the time. People that are, if any, I want to know if anyone stayed there specifically uh, because of the story. Probably not, or maybe I don't know. I feel like there's people that would. Definitely I mean, do that. you want to go to the Hotel Cecil, so that's true. I don't want to stay there. No, hell no. No, hell no. No, you're all some pussies. No, fine, you go stay there. I don't I'll fuck do with it. ghosts. You have fun, man. Yeah place be haunted as hell super haunted oof so anyways that is them <laughs> don't drink the water at a hotel because don't yeah because there might be a rotting corpse in the water tank Ugh. but Which do is... drink the tea if you're still alive right right yeah. so that people know you're still alive and don't drink the Kool-Aid or Flavorade that's what I wanted to say that I forgot about on the other episode okay if you've been listening to last podcast on the left's episodes on Jonestown, good on you. They are fantastic. High marks. Incredibly well done. I do want to say that we know it's Flavorade. We have known oh, yeah. the whole time. <laughs> but if you try to sing a theme song, Flavorade doesn't work all that great in it. Also, saying don't drink the Kool-Aid is a phrase that people say. Like, oh, I liked that job, but you know, I wouldn't drink the Kool-Aid, so I just kind of felt like an outcast. Right. People say that. That's a thing. It's a thing. So we get it. We know. We're aware. Also, red looked better on a logo than purple did. So Mm -hmm. many reasons why we went with Kool-Aid instead of Flavorade. Yeah. Just a heads up. You know, feel free to keep reminding us. (laughs) We love that. Sarcasm. It's almost like (laughs) It's almost like I have to ask our fans, do you believe in cold podcasts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drink this. Okay. I've got some yo play with your name on it. Yo play for the foreplay. Go gird them, girl. <laughs> Don't drink the Kool-Aid. We're going to play right Bye. Bye.